the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. We're obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. Pretty good plot. What about her hair? We were very messed up. So there's actually a pretty big spread. This is iconic Jen. It's perfection. I love the ending. Jen was definitely the best. Oh, yeah. It just has it all. It's so good. It's hilarious. Great Jen hair and outfits. This was super entertaining. It's true. Hello, and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Anne. And I'm Allie. We're fangirling big time for Jennifer Aniston, so this season we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your thoughts, be sure to find Girl Crush Podcast on Facebook or connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And as always, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Murder Mystery. This movie was released in 2019 um, on Netflix, and in it, Jennifer Aniston plays Audrey. So Nick and Audrey are married, and they go on a trip to Europe to celebrate their 15th anniversary. They meet a rich man on their flight who invites them on his yacht, where they become prime suspects for a murder. Like I said, this is available for free on Netflix. And in the midst of all of this hashtag social distancing, we figured we wanted to rewatch this movie. So we figured that we would open it up to all of our friends. And we had a little watch party using the Netflix party Google Chrome extension. So that was super fun. A handful of our friends joined. And if you haven't used it before, it's a really cool extension, especially in this time where we're all quarantined. It lets you all watch the movie at the same time. And there's a little chat box in it so we could see people's reactions, which was really fun to kind of talk to some of our friends while we're preparing for the episode to see kind of what everybody else's thoughts thoughts were too. Although we did rate this when we watched it originally the first time a while ago. So I don't know. I thought it was super fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I think we're going to do it again for our Dumplin' episode because that's Mm -hmm. also on Netflix. So we will probably put out another invite uh, or event on our Facebook page. So if you're interested in watching with us, you can look out for that. Yeah, definitely. It'll be super fun. Um, But for this movie, here is your spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen it yet, pause and go watch it on Netflix and then come back and listen to how it did in our ratings. Okay, so for Murder Mystery, we gave this plot an overall rating of 7 out of 10. So Nick is played by Adam Sandler, and he works for a police department, and he's trying to make a detective. And his wife, Audrey, is played by Jen. She's a hairdresser. And she tells her girlfriends that their 15-year anniversary is coming up, and she's still waiting on the Europe trip that Nick had promised her 15 years ago when they got married. So at their anniversary dinner, which is oddly shared with another couple, Um, their friend jokes that Nick strikes her as an Amazon gift card kind of guy and please note he is an Amazon gift card kind of guy because that's actually what he got for Audrey for their anniversary (laughs) yeah that's mm, (laughs) horrifying not the most romantic for the record she got him nothing get out of here Gil (laughs) it's valid we're not to that part yet okay So that night, Audrey kind of snaps and asks why they haven't gone to Europe. And Nick panics and tells her that she ruined the big surprise and that they are going to Europe. So he, like, just totally panics and, like, books this trip, essentially. (laughs) Like, overnight, the the next day. Right? Um, Okay, I have to ask you, what is your current dream vacation destination? Ooh, I really want to go to Switzerland or the Netherlands. Oh, that sounds amazing. I want to go to, like, a spa in the Alps. That is, like, I think my 
my dream vacation. That I'm sounds like a, amazing. I'm a, I think I'm a, more of a mountain person than a beach person, so mm-hmm. that just sounds like amazing to me. Anytime I've seen photos, looks amazing. And I've been showing them to yeah. him because I've also been saying so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we can pull a Nick and Audrey and just like double double up on an anniversary trip. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> What is your current dream vacation? Oh, well, so we went to Paris last year and I am dying to go back. But if if we were really going to go somewhere else, I'd want to go somewhere new. So right now, I think maybe like Ireland, Scotland is standing out to me for some reason. Mm. I know the reason you're saying that for me and your dream vacations are definitely all beaches. I don't know. I change my mind all the time. That's why I said current dream vacation destination. That's fair. I do love going to the beach, but there's something about exploring a new city. I mean, I guess we could go to a beach in in an exotic country, but. A beach to me, like, to me, one beach is the same as the next, essentially. Yeah, that's why I'm like, it would have to be in a location that also had other things. Yeah, except I do think there's a difference between Florida Beach and California Beach. Totally. And the Caribbean. Nothing yeah. beats that. <laughs> I guess that's true. Okay, there's three different kinds of beaches, and there's about 10,000 different kinds of mountains. Yeah, that's true. And cities and <laughs> sightseeing to do in yeah. them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think we're getting a cabin fever being yeah. quarantine. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> um so on the plane jen is actually reading a murder mystery she's very into them and nick being the uh, detective tells her oh it's the butler it's always the butler and then he promptly reclines his chair and falls asleep and while he's kind of snoring on her jen wanders up to the front of the plane where there's apparently a full-blown bar which <laughs> i've never seen this on an airplane which me neither probably, conf- probably confirms my net worth that i've never <laughs> seen that <laughs> true <laughs> And also please note that Jen is wearing a black and white checkered spaghetti strap dress. This is like a transatlantic red-eye flight, (laughs) and she is dressed for the family reunion barbecue. Heck no. Absolutely not. I would be in leggings, the comfiest socks that I own, and my softest hoodie. And like hair up. Yes, hair up. She would have been freezing. That is the most unrealistic part of this movie. (laughs) Yeah, she's in like... A spaghetti strap dress and wedges. Yeah, I mean, she looks great, but. She does. Honestly, even if I travel for business, I'm wearing comfy <laughs> clothes if I'm, not with a, if I'm not with a coworker and I'm changing when I get there. Yeah. There's agreed. just no reason not to dress comfy. Even then, I'm, I'm pretty comfy when I travel, to be honest, with, yeah. um, with work. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's unrealistic. So, while she's standing at this bar that she happens upon she finds charles cavendish who's very connected with slash i think owns the airline and has this billionaire uncle named malcolm and he tells her that he's sailing to monaco with the family on their yacht to celebrate his uncle's new marriage and asks very randomly if audrey and her husband have plans so (laughs) nick wakes up and, and finds audrey and charles and audrey tells nick that they've been invited on this yacht and Nick initially declines, but after they land and they see their alternate tour bus option, he agrees <laughs> that they should do the yacht. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, the stranger danger of this is very real. But in this situation, I feel like I could also probably be convinced as well. It's like a Bill Gates do-gooder granting someone a triple lifetime. 
That's I'd true. Like, okay, yeah, sure. But I'd be a little suspicious, like, but why? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll go on a separate smaller yacht by myself. Yeah. And, like, your family reunion can take place without me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick and Audrey get on this boat, and it is like a celebrity sightseeing tour because mm-hmm. they are gawking out loud about <laughs> how amazing the boat is and also commenting how beautiful the people are. And uh, especially Charles's ex fiance Susie, who is now married to this rich uncle Malcolm. So that's like why they're on the boat celebrating. Mm-hmm. It is, it's hysterical. It's so funny. <laughs> I love that part. You're like, that's exactly what I would do if I was suddenly thrust onto a boat with a bunch of millionaires. She's like, oh my God, look, she's so beautiful. You don't even know where she's from. <laughs> <laughs> and she hears her. <laughs> yes. So. Since this is a murder mystery, the cast of characters is pretty important. So just a quick rundown of who else is on the boat with them. There's Charles Cavendish, obviously. There's his cousin, Toby, and he is Malcolm, the uncle's only son. And Toby is currently set to inherit $70 billion from Malcolm when he dies. There's Grace Ballard, who's a famous actress. I don't actually know her, like, connection to the family exactly, but she's on the boat, and Nick freaks out when he meets her, fangirling mm-hmm. so hard that he, like, doesn't even introduce Audrey correctly, calls her Allison instead of Audrey. <laughs> it's funny. And I feel like I wonder if that scene was fun for Adam and Jen because I'm sure they get people fangirling over them all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm sure they they were just, like, <laughs> imitating what's happened to them yeah, before. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're also introduced to this colonel and his bodyguard. They're not family, but they're good friends with Uncle Malcolm. And then there's a Maharaja named Vic on the boat. Honestly, we had to Google this, but it is an Indian king or emperor. Correct? Is (laughs) that correct, Yeah, that's what I found. (laughs) Okay. And then there is a man named Juan Carlos, who's a famous race car driver, who's racing in the Monaco Grand Prix the next day. And Malcolm owns the racing team, I think. Juan does not speak English. Yes, I think that's everybody. And I love after this part. So after we meet all of them, Nick and Audrey go back to their room. And I think it's so realistic because Jen is like, you know, she's playing Audrey. She's like Googling them on her iPhone. And she's like telling Nick everything she's finding out about them, which I think is super realistic because that is exactly what I would do in that situation. And I think you kind of get to see that their relationship actually is pretty cute. Like at the beginning of the movie, you're kind of like, oh, they kind of seem like maybe they're not on the best of terms with the whole confusion about what they're doing for their anniversary and are they ever going to go to Europe. But you kind of get to see that they're like really playful with each other. So I think it's cute. Yeah, I think they're I think they have really good chemistry in this movie. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So Audrey and Nick show up to dinner in what I would define as casual cruise ship dining (laughs) (laughs) while everyone else is essentially in black tie. Yeah. Oh, I have to say during, so during that scene, when we were watching in our Netflix party, little shout out to somebody who was watching with us, Aaron said, I mean, all I'm saying is this is why I overpack. You never know when you'll need a ball gown, which is so true. <laughs> Should always overpack. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a historical underpacker, so I would be screwed in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in this like, dining area dining room and the quince dagger which is a famous dagger given to the family from marco polo is placed in the dining room kind of like on this pillow i actually don't know why it's there so rich uncle malcolm and his 23 year old bride Susie 
enter the dining room, and the uncle dismisses the waitstaff to address his guests privately. And he kind of addresses everybody one by one. And I laughed out loud when he landed on Nick and Audrey. Their, their last name is Spitz. So when he landed on the Spitzes, and he's like, uh, who are you? And they just like, compliment the boat and ramble, and they're like eating shrimp cocktail, and Nick's holding like a Bud Light. It's so yeah. like... They clearly don't fit in at all. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So then the uncle goes on to reveal that he's drawn up a new will, which gives his entire fortune to Susie, who's his new, very young wife. And he's cutting everyone off. Grace, the actress, storms out of the room. So right as he's about to sign the new will, kind of dramatic that he, like, didn't sign it beforehand. He, like, brought everyone there to humiliate them. Mm -hmm. The lights go out. There's a kerfuffle in the dark. And when the lights come back on, the uncle has been stabbed in the chest with the uh, family heirloom dagger. So Nick, like, immediately steps up because he's law enforcement, and he's like, you should not pull the knife out, don't touch the body, but everyone's, like, touching the body, the colonel pulls it out, then he puts it back in, re-stabs Malcolm, <laughs> um, kind of, like, comic relief. And then Audrey kind of announces that Nick's a detective, he's gonna take care of the situation, they need to interrogate everybody, and he pretty much just says, like, everyone stay away from the body, we need to preserve the crime scene. So he seems to, like... It's like his time to shine. He starts to take <laughs> charge. He tells everyone to go back to their rooms, and like everyone immediately gets suspicious of everybody else. So they're back in their rooms, and Jen's using her love of murder mystery books to theorize on what was happening. And I think, I think we both really like thriller books. So mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, that is what. This That's is what totally I what I would too. do. She's like excited that it's happening. She's like, this is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, she. I think the whole like experience is very surreal for both of them because it's mm -hmm. just so uh, posh. Yeah. And please note, I think during this scene, Nick is eating this like giant punch bowl of <laughs> shrimp cocktail sauce with like a huge platter of shrimp. Yep. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. So while they're discussing what could be happening, they hear another gunshot and they go and they find out that Toby was dead, uh, has been shot. And remember, Toby was Malcolm's son. So they dock in Monaco, and the Interpol police are on board, including this French detective who, once I watched it again, I feel like they cast him to look somewhat like a more sophisticated version of Adam Sandler. Yeah, like he was super clever. Like the detective that Adam really wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, that's clever. I didn't notice that until I saw your note, but I, I definitely see it now. He, like, blows these, like, perfect, uh, <laughs> like, cigar rings, mm -hmm. and, like, he's just very... French. It's a terrible description. <laughs> so all the people on board are questioned one by one, and all the other guests say that the Americans were really abnormal. Obviously, like, what the heck were they doing there? Right. So when Nick and Audrey are talking to the, to the detective, uh, they find out that they're the biggest suspects, to their surprise. And the French detective uh, talks to Nick alone, and he tells him he doesn't believe liars, and he asks Nick how long he's been lying to Audrey. And so it turns out that Nick has failed his detective test and he's still an NYPD sergeant. So the French detective takes their passports and says that he really wants to prove that Nick and Audrey did this. And Nick pretty much says like, I'm going to go take a nap and I'm going to eat and then I won't rest until I prove we're innocent. <laughs> so then at the Monaco Grand Prix, which is the race that Juan Carlo is in, Audrey and Nick kind of split up and they're talking to the other people from the boat to ask questions and kind of like prod about other people's theories. And afterwards, they're kind of talking about 
what they found out in their hotel room, and someone slides this note under their door saying, come to suite 802. So they go, they have this, like, lamp for protection, and when they arrive, the door shuts behind them, and the bodyguard, uh, the colonel's bodyguard, bodyguard, his name is Sergey, <laughs> points a gun at them, tells them to sit down, and that he doesn't want to keep secrets anymore. And so he pretty much tells them this background story that in 1994, the colonel had saved Malcolm, and when he woke up from it, but there was some sort of accident, and when he woke from his coma, he found that Malcolm had married the colonel's girlfriend. So he's just, like, historically marrying younger women. Mm-hmm. And I guess the uh, the colonel had asked at the time, like, what would you do to murder him, essentially? And Sergei told him how he would set up a murder scene, which just kind of mirrors what actually happened. Mm -hmm. So he thinks that the colonel maybe did it. Mm -hmm. There's a knock at the door. Nick and Audrey hide in a closet. And when they come out from the closet, they find that Sergei has been shot through the door. And he was able to say, killer is, and then he's dead. So they freak out. The killer is still kind of at the door. And they jump pretty much out the window onto this ledge. Please note, Jen is still wearing wedges at this time. Did Terrifying. She have no other shoes. <laughs> Kick them off. Right? I'd be like, I'd just chuck them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so they finally get to an open room, and someone comes in, it's, and it's the Maharaja and Grace, the actress, and they're, like, hooking up. And so Audrey and Nick hide under the bed. They're laughing hysterically at the events taking place above them. <laughs> and then they go down to the hotel bar to debrief after and they see on the news that there is a news story about Sergey's death, and it shows Nick and Audrey's passport photos and indicates that they're the prime suspects. So Nick panics and throws their phones into a pitcher of beer, and the <laughs> uh, French detective in English on TV says that Nick is not a detective. And so Audrey confronts Nick, and they fight. She doesn't seem mad. She just seems really disappointed that he, like, didn't tell her. And he also lied about getting a raise to pay for their trip. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, not great. And so she's just upset that he lied. Mm-hmm. He kind of, like, minimizes her job as a hairdresser. And Jen storms off that she wants to be alone. And they never should split up like this. Like, she storms off and they're no longer together while they're in the midst of being prime suspects for now multiple murders. In a foreign country, and you yes. don't have your passports. Exactly. And they clearly can't right? speak the language. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we're going to talk about this when we get home. Yeah. Yeah. Bad idea. So Charles Cavendish finds Jen. She's just, like, sitting on a bench. And he picks her up, and he says he's going to get her out of this mess. Which, why would she get in the car with him? Because there's, like... I don't know. How, how does she know who to trust in this situation? She doesn't know any of them. Clearly, one of them is a murderer. Right. And now two people are dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, or three Three. people are dead. So Nick actually watches her get in the car, but doesn't stop it, which is dumb. Makes no sense. And yeah. And he like gets some burner phones and he calls his cop buddy to get him set up on some technology so he can like track these phones he bought. And he ends up dropping one in Susie's purse. So while she's in Charles' car, Jen finds Claritin in the back of a seat pocket, but it is Japanese Claritin. And so she's immediately suspicious. Because Susie's Japanese. Oh, yeah, we should have mentioned that. Yeah, Susie's Japanese, so she's suspicious. Like, why would the Japanese Claritin be in Charles' car? Yes, exactly. Thank you. So she's, yeah, she's very suspicious. She enters the building that Charles just went into. It's a giant library. And she should know never to enter this library, given all the murder mystery books she's read. 
Yeah. So Nick shows up behind Audrey at this library and scares him. <laughs> scares her and she punches him like in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but he said that he's at this building because he had followed Susie to this library, which confirms Audrey's current theory that Charles and Susie were in on this whole thing together. And so they escape the library as someone is shooting at them and this chasing occurs in the streets. And Susie finds them and she confronts them with a gun. And then this hooded masked figure shoots Susie with a blow dart in the <laughs> throat and Susie collapses. So Nick and Juan Carlo go chasing after the masked figure while Audrey tries to get Susie to like charade out. <laughs> Who did this? This is not successful, by the way. Yeah, like she's dying um, and she's trying to let her know. <laughs> yeah. So Nick calls the French detective and tells them that they're going to the Quince's villa and that they will reveal the killer there. They're like very convinced that they know who it is. Mm-hmm. However, Nick and Audrey arrive and they find Charles in his room and he's dead via poison in his drink. And he was like who they were going to pin this on. Mm-hmm. So they're in, they're in the room and they're like simultaneously freaking out and also commenting on how beautiful the room is and how (laughs) handsome Charles is even when he's dead. Like, they're just very funny. They're so funny together. Yeah, it's really cute. But they're really panicking because they don't know now who the killer is. And Nick's like, we should just turn ourselves in. I assume Italian prison is full of meatballs and pesto. It's going to be better than getting shot by these police (laughs) when they arrive and we have nothing to show them. So Audrey again confronts him for lying to her about the detective thing, and he just says it, it it's because he was embarrassed. But she really reacts beautifully, and she says she's there to help him through this stuff, and they make up pretty quickly. Like, they clearly have a very mm-hmm. strong relationship. Yeah. So they arrive downstairs when Interpol arrives. They look fly. They, like, stole <laughs> these clothes from this mansion, and they start revealing their tra- trail of clues, and they're really just, like, throwing shots in the dark because they actually don't know who did it at this right. point um but all of a sudden audrey remembers the french inheritance law which the colonel had told her about and it states that a man's estate must be split between the children equally so the will that he was going to sign that malcolm was going to sign over to Susie, didn't actually really matter it wasn't legally bound so there was this other child who supposedly died in childbirth that sergey had told nick and audrey about but Nick had asked his partner in New York to look for the death certificates, but they couldn't find the death, death certificate of the baby. They could only find the death certificate of the woman. So this leads them to concluding that Grace is Malcolm's secret daughter. And she had worked with Toby to kill Malcolm, but then she kind of double-crossed Toby so that she could keep all the inheritance money. And then they hypothesized that she killed Charles because he, Charles wouldn't rest until he found out who killed Susie. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh Lines crossing here. So the French detective is like, yeah, this is great. Uh, We need evidence. So Grace is about to leave, and Audrey demands that she takes off her hat because Nick had hit the killer in the head with this like plate during their, their chase when they were trying to chase off the masked person who shot Susie. And Audrey also asks why Grace would put a hat on freshly styled head of hair, which she knows because she's a hairstylist. Again, these are major legally blonde vibes that we're getting here. <laughs> so Grace takes off the hat. You see that she has a mark on her head, which shows that Nick did hit her in the head with the plate and that she was the person in the mask who shot Susie. So Grace panics. She takes Audrey hostage, but Nick shoots her in the shoulder. And it seems like all is well. Like he, he, uh, yeah, got her. And he finally, yeah, and he finally hits the target because throughout the movie, one of the jokes about him is that he is a terrible shot. And 
at another point when he had to shoot at someone, like he was missing completely. But when his wife was taken hostage, he was able to hit the target. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, "Uh, I was aiming for her foot. (laughs) (laughs) So afterwards, everyone's on the patio and they're kind of all relaxed, but they they realized that Juan Carlo was actually involved in helping Grace with her plot and that he knows English because he understood something that Audrey said to him. So he had convinced Grace to do this whole thing as revenge for his father, who had lost both legs somehow involved with the Quince family. I actually don't totally know how. Mm-hmm. So a car chase ensues, which is exciting because Juan Carlo is a professional race car driver. And because it's Europe, Nick and Audrey get into the car to chase after him, but they're on opposite sides. So Audrey ends up driving. I love that. And <laughs> I do too. So yeah, they're kind of like chasing chasing each other until Juan Carlo crashes into a statue. Uh, so Juan Carlo had actually grabbed the French detective and taken him hostage, kind of. And so when he goes and crashes into the statue, Nick goes to grab the French detective out of the car and Juan Carlo is still alive and punches him. And they're in the street and the tour bus, a tour bus plows into Juan Carlo. And it is the tour bus that Nick and Audrey <laughs> were supposed to be on, which is kind of like funny ir- irony. Yeah. And then they spend the rest of their trip on the Orient Express train ride, which is kind of a funny way that the movie ends. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the final scene, I think, is the photo that was on the this postcard that Nick had gotten Audrey like 15 years ago about their Europe trip. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how it ends. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Yeah, I think it's I think it's entertaining. It's definitely um a little cheesy and it's like Adam Sandler classic humor, but it's enjoyable like it's a Netflix movie. You don't mm-hmm. have to pay anything to watch it. Right. It doesn't take a lot of brain power to watch. It's I think it's enjoyable. And definitely if you like that type of silly humor that Adam Sandler usually has then you'll like this movie. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, it is it's definitely a little cliche especially if you've seen Murder on the Orient Express, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of the the jab that they give at the end with the fact that they're on that train at the end of it. I mean, it's like essentially the same plot. That's why we scored it a little bit lower, but it's still still entertaining. Yeah, definitely. You're still surprised. Yes, you still don't know exactly who it's going to be at the end. Mhm. And fun fact, this movie won the People's Choice Award for favorite comedic movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, kind of an interesting tidbit. Actually, both Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston were nominated for Favorite Actress and Actor for Comedic Movie for People's Choice Award, too, but they didn't win. I don't know who who won, actually, but I know they were nominated. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, Murder Mystery, we gave the plot a 7 out of 10. So moving on to her character, we rated Audrey an 8 out of 10. And I really love this character. I think she's so relatable. I love the way that she's super excited about the fact that there's like murders on the boat. And she totally geeks out about being able to be a part of or like being dropped into the middle of a murder mystery, which feels relatable, even though I'd probably be like way more scared than she was, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I love I love this character as well. I think she's just like, yeah, you, it, pretty much exactly what you said. She's just super relatable and so funny and genuine and overall kind i i think the intrigue with cavendish is like a little odd but mm-hmm. you know where her loyalties lie and like she's right. still very true to nick and like very clearly loves him a lot and like they even at the end um when they're on that car chase they're like wishing each other a happy anniversary while they're like yeah <laughs> this uh murderous car chase so it, mm-hmm. it's just i think she's a very sweet person mm-hmm. in this movie 
And I love the way that she reacts when he says he was embarrassed about not becoming a detective. Like, I think her reaction at first was valid, obviously being really upset with him. But then when she finds out the real reason, I think it's a really sweet reaction. And she immediately, like, you see her drop her anger and she's, like, there to support him, which I think is really sweet. Yeah, she's like, we're in this together. Yeah. Remember when your cholesterol was high and I made you eat egg whites and I did it with you? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was sweet. Only one negative, though. I mean, they make it playful in the movie, but she doesn't get him an anniversary present, which is kind of sad. That's true. I get the feeling like when the movie starts, they are a little bit just like in their normal life routine. Yeah. In a lull. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This whole thing kind of brings them together again. Yeah. So Jen's acting for this movie, we gave a 7.5 out of 10. Again, I think it was, I think it was good. She does play a middle, she plays this middle class woman on a boat with a bunch of super rich and famous people really well. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I find this so funny. She has this like phone wallet, which I know a lot of people have, but it, the way she just like flips it open and uses it and she's like Wikipediaing everybody Mm -hmm. and like, it just really stands out to me for some reason. I just thought it was so funny and well done. Like she just played this character she played this character very well totally um, agree. It was, like very convincing and I feel like she and Adam Sandler had a good time doing it yeah you definitely get that sense I like them together yeah I love the part when the note is slid under the door I think Jen's reaction is hilarious she's like jumping up and down clapping she's like what the what what is that <laughs> she gets like so excited <laughs> that there's like ooh, a new piece to this murder mystery <laughs> Right, yeah, she's, it seems like she's at, in, like, a play. She's, yeah. <laughs> like, she feels like her character is in a play. Right, where She's right. just, like, not actually in any danger. <laughs> she's just, like, having a good time. Right. I think we probably rated the acting a little, a little bit lower. Just, like, I don't know, I, I guess our usual reasons where it's, it's not, like, a Oscar nomination worthy yeah. movie. Yeah, you kind of know what you're going to get from it. It's Adam Sandler, Jennifer yeah. Aniston, Murder Mystery. Literally the name. It, it, I mean, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. So 7.5 out of 10 for her acting. So her hair in this movie is so good. We rated it a 2 out of 2. Yes. It's so good. And shout out again to Chris McMillan, who did her hair in this movie, because it is so fantastic. It's like shoulder length, slightly longer than her shoulders, I think, and a lot of varieties. She has like beachy waves. She does it straight. She has it like messily put up. It's so good. And the one that one that stood out to us especially is her ponytail at the race <laughs> scene. It is so yes. perfect. There's not a single flyaway, which is unheard of. It's also, it's a little bit messy, but it extends from her head a little bit somehow. There's, there's somehow volume within the mess. Literally, the first time we watched this movie, we paused it to observe her ponytail because it, it is your dream ponytail which is such a dumb thing to say but if you are a woman you know (laughs) that that's real so true like (laughs) it is not like a ponytail that I have that when my hair my hair is really thick and it gets heavy and so it just kind of like droops and starts falling hers is like perky and cute it's so good yeah and again when her hair is back in a ponytail I don't know how they do this her hair is not super long but somehow when her hair's in a ponytail, you can tell you can still tell that she has hair. Like when I have a ponytail, mm. I either have to have it really high on my head 
so that you can see it over the top of my head. Yep. Or I I have to have it off center so you can like kind of see it around the side. <laughs> Otherwise, I just look like this big headed person with like a weird haircut. <laughs> I like that I is look- exactly what I do. <laughs> that is my ponytail method. Yes, I'm like the low ponytail we've already discussed looks like a founding father. That's not a thing you can do. If it's just in the middle of your head, it's actually hard to sit back in a chair mm-hmm. driving or something because you can't actually put your head back. Yeah. And you just look – you look bald. You look bald. You, it's almost like you have to have a really short layer. Like, not quite a bang, but, like, a really short layer that you can pull out in the front. So you're like, oh, I have hair. <laughs> but but if I do that, I I look like I'm in seventh grade. <laughs> I've just yeah. had these, like, two little wispies. I've never been a person who can pull off the wispies. Anyway. Her ponytail is truly flawless in this, and this movie is probably free to you because it's on Netflix. Please just fast forward at least to the scene and validate us because it's it's good. It's so good. I also love this scene when they evade the murderer after Sergei is shot, and they go to the hotel bar. Jen like takes her hair down and she starts scratching her head, and it you're like, ooh, Jennifer Aniston knows that feeling too, or she at least knows of it enough to act it. Because she's like, I've had a long day. This ponytail is hurting my head. And she just takes it out. And like that feeling when you take out your ponytail and you finally can scratch your head. (laughs) Yes. Or like even when your ponytail is like giving you a headache. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you finally get to take it out. Yeah. Yes. I also noticed that scene. And I was like, man, I know that. I know that feeling. That looks good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. And these aren't really related to... This isn't really related to her hair, but since it's in her appearance, I guess, I love her outfit when she's first getting on the yacht. She's wearing a skirt that I imagine could come straight from J. Crew, So it's like something I might own with like a white V-neck that looks like it could also come from J. Crew, And I just appreciate that because it's like a really, really cute outfit, but it is definitely, I don't know, middle class or whatever. You know, it's not like a super high class fancy outfit. Yeah, I actually really like besides the ridiculous uh plain outfit, I really <laughs> like actually all of her clothes mm-hmm. in this movie and I I agree. I I think you nailed the uh the style <laughs> assessment very <Yeah>. well. <laughs> There's also one point in the movie that Susie criticizes Audrey for having a Marshall sticker on the bottom of her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is so funny because I probably most of my shoes have that. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, she turns to Nick and she's like, why didn't you tell me I have a sticker on the bottom of my shoe? He's like, I didn't know. She's like, these are from Target. They're not from Marshall. Yeah. She's like, offended. She's like offended. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah, very relatable. So obviously, uh, we gave this a five out of five for Would You Watch Again? Mm-hmm. You're right. I think it's it's overall pretty simple movie. You definitely know what you're getting into. But it's it's enjoyable. It's it's pretty funny, and I think especially we had a really good time watching this with our Netflix party because mm-hmm. reading our friends' comments as we were watching it was really really entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So to review for Murder Mystery, we gave the plot a seven out of ten, Jen's character an eight out of ten, her acting a seven point five out of ten, her hair a two out of two, and a Would You Watch Again a five out of five. And that gives this a total score of a 29.5 out of 37 points, which means that this is ranked lucky number 
13 out of 38, which is kind of funny for a murder mystery to be number 13. Oh, that's true. And I also think it's I think it's kind of interesting that a Netflix release actually mm-hmm. is ranking so high, but I think this is just a really like easy to watch good movie. Yep. Totally agree. I don't think it like landed very well with critics, but from our aspect of Jennifer Aniston, it it's pretty good. Yep. All right. Anything else? Nope. Okay, let me clear my throat because I ate mac and cheese. <coughs> Sorry. All right. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's episode. You can search Girl Crush Podcast on Facebook or connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. You can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com. And as usual, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about Wanderlust. Bye. Bye. Thank you.